This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, the weekend soccer has been really messy, uh, exciting, if you like, a kind of crazy stuff. And last night was perhaps the most extraordinary game of all. This is the Monday night soccer, Spurs at home, Chelsea Spurs leading the league. Chelsea slowly getting better under Pochettino, but struggling still, especially to score goals. The game turned out to be well, spectacular, but not, in my view, in a good way. And we're joined now by John Giles to talk about that and also some very controversial decisions made by VAR over the weekend. John, thanks very much for joining us. You watched the Tottenham-Chelsea game. We both admire Pochettino. I think everybody does. But also very much uh, Postacoglo, the Spurs coach, and Jay, as we call him. He's Aussie. He's cool and calm. And his team reflect the composure that he shows on the touchline. But after a great start last night, a really good goal after six minutes, which was classic Spurs football, the whole thing fell apart, John. They got sucked in and there was no composure about their play after that, was there? No, Eamon. I think uh, it was very, very difficult one for the referee. I actually felt sorry for the referee. Because yeah. there were so many fouls, obvious fouls, yes. that they were complaining about. And it got totally out of control. Yeah. From both teams. Yeah. You know, they were kicking each other. There were stupid fouls. There was penalties. Uh, and they were blaming the referee all the time on it. But, but most of the time, well, nearly all the time, yeah. the referee was absolutely right. Yeah. And both both teams lost their heads. Yeah, I mean, Spurs went 1-0 up. And the way they'd been playing, they looked okay. But then Christian Romero, yeah. he got two yellow cards. And they were dumb yellow cards. And Destiny Udogi, two very good players, actually two outstanding players, uh, new players in the Spurs team. They both got sent off. And in the case of uh, Romero, conceded a penalty, which this kid Palmer, Cole Palmer. Yeah, from City. Yeah, he's a very good player, John. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. And they got him, you know, really rather cheaply, I think 35 mil. But he looks like a very good player. The point I, I, I want to ask you about is how Spurs lost the composure that this coach has been notable for. And it looked like just uh, Romero was sent off for his second yellow card. The second tackle went through the man, threw the ball, took everything out of him. 
and considered a penalty. Yeah, and there was no need for it, Damon. No, I mean, he could have got the ball. He just carried through. Yeah, to 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 kick the player. They don't only kick the ball away. Yeah. So, like the referee, the referee was right, but there was a lot of stupid stuff. To be honest, in the match, I mean, that was a stupid thing to do. And then he sent off. He sent off. You know, two two players sent off in the first half. Yeah, both for second uh, yellows, actually. Yeah, it was. It was and, and and Chelsea were lucky as well as some of the they players that they weren't sent off. I mean, yeah. because they were at it as well. Now I know it's a derby match. It's a London derby match. And it's a big match. But some of the things they did, you just can't do. And they're blaming the referee on it, you know. Yeah, there was a very famous game, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. It was actually 2016 when Leicester won the won the title. And that match, there was a lot riding on that match for Spurs and uh, Chelsea, obviously. And a lot of it stems from them. Now, the, the, the other problem that is a legacy of last night, John, is that uh, Spurs lost two players. Van de Ven, who is outstanding, centre-half, Dutch, got all the quality, if you like, that Van Dijk has, really. Much younger, of course, quick, very good on the ball, very good defender. He pulled up with a hamstring just on the stroke of half time, which incidentally was 12 minutes after the normal 45. Pulled up and it was yeah. high up his hamstring, John, which are the bad ones. Uh, and then Madison also had to walk off before half time. So yeah. when they went in, they were down to 10 men straight away. Uh, and of course, uh, Udogi got sent off in the second half very early. So nine men against a Chelsea team that has had real difficulty scoring goals uh, and have suffered a bit with injuries. But now what do you do? There's two ways of dealing with this. And as I say, Postacoglu has shown himself to be an outstanding coach. He was Celtic and, you know, they never lost a home match for the two years he was there. In fact, he'd gone 64 games as a coach of a home team without losing a game before last night. Now, there's two ways, John, isn't there, when this happens, when you go down to nine men. You either, as he did, decide to play a high line and catch Chelsea players offside, which I think is Russian roulette, or you can tighten the pitch, bring your players in, play deep, force your opponents to play out wide and hope to win the crosses. Would you agree with me that they're the two options you've got or is there something I'm missing? No, I don't think you're missing anything, Eamon. I, I think you have to defend as much as you possibly can. Right? But reading about this manager, Eamon, yes, he's very, very good at what he does, in my opinion. Uh, there's no playing defensively to him. He plays out from the back. No. I think it's dangerous. But I'm only, I'm only trying to say this, what's in his head. You know what I mean? He said after the match, when when he was asked the very question I've asked yeah. you, he said, "That's not who we are. Yes. We played yes. like who we are." Yes, that's. Well, I, I, don't, I, I think I you're going to be more pragmatic. Yeah. I didn't hear the, the the comments after the match, I mean, I didn't hear them, so I'm only guessing at what what's what's in his head, as it were. In other yes. words, when he's got the eleven men, I mean, he does some things at the back that I find very very dangerous. We're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Because that's what he yeah. does, and he, and he and he gives that confidence to the players. Now, I think when he went down to nine men, I mean, that that feeling, the way he thinks it should be played, was still there. Yes, and they decided to play a, a high line, mm. and really, it looked like it was only a matter of time. Yeah. There was a few offsides, and the goalkeeper did well off them. They have a very good new goalkeeper, Italian, yeah. the Cario. 
uh, and you know, which he he looks much safer and much better than the, his predecessor, who was the captain yeah. of the French team and won the World Cup. But sooner or later, if you're playing that for forty five minutes, John, you're going to get caught. Well, you can, Eamon, but it's very very difficult to do so. You know, there'd be yeah. a miracle, a sort of a half a football miracle, if you can go against a, a, a top team uh, who haven't been doing very well recently. Uh, for, yeah. for, for for not forty five minutes now, it's fifty five minutes or whatever it is. It was, yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah. So, but yeah. I think like you get you get managers like that, Eamon, That regardless of what what the situation is, yes, uh, they don't seem to take it into account. Yeah, that if we go down to you know nine men, this is a different situation altogether. Yeah, like they have this thing in their head: we're going to be brave, we're going to play, we're going to do it. And obviously, when you go down to nine men, you have to change. Yes, your, your your tactics, if you call them tactics, which is yeah. to, uh, to, to defend as much as you possibly can. So I'm glad you. you I didn't hear that comment afterwards, but I, yeah, that's exactly as I thought he approaches the game. Because yeah. when, when when they're eleven men, his approach I think is brilliant. I mean, he encourages them to get on the ball, get out from the back, and it frightens the life out of me. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> the way he does yeah. it, I wouldn't be able to do it as a manager to play it as much as he does. But but he does it well. Yes. So when you go down to nine men. Now he has to change his tactics, but I yep. in his head, I think, no, we'll still continue to do what we do in, in every match. Yeah. And I think they paid the price for that because they got to, as we know, they got a hiding in the end. We never fought 4 1. Yeah. And the, 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 interestingly enough, at the end, the Spurs crowd gave them a standing ovation as they, as they walked off the pitch, um, yeah. which shows that this. Spurs crowd have bonded with the coach, uh, yeah. Postacoglu, and with uh, the new players that he's brought in, unfortunately. And Madison would be notable among them. Um, yeah. And so would Van der Ven, who is now out for God knows. That looked like it, it looked like a six-week job to me. Yeah, well, he was the, a bad one. He pulled up, didn't he? Badly. Yes, Madison he did. just yeah. stopped. Yeah, yeah but... But again, I mean, you know, it's 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 very very difficult. And you're right. I think the crowd do like this uh, manager. Yes. And they and I think they lost the two goals very very near the end, wasn't? It? I know it was two one, but I think that no, they did. Yeah, they did. They lost a goal in the ninety fourth minute and the ninety seventh minute. And I just yeah, want yeah. to mention the the player who scored a hat trick is a lad called Nicholas Jackson. They bought him from Villarreal. He was a steal, really, 32 million by the standards uh, that Chelsea have set for spending. They've given him an eight-year contract like all their new signings, and he's had a nightmare in front of goal. And he had a nightmare in front of goal last night before he scored. He missed one from two yards. But uh, the <laughs> nightmare is over. Well, Eamon, didn't he? he did fin- I know they were, they were, yeah. they were looked fairly easy, but somebody I know. Would, I mean, doing doing the world of good for his confidence anyway. That's for a start. It's, it certainly will. Now, John, there's another point arises from this game, and yeah. that is they're just playing too many games, and they're not in Europe, but they are in the League Cup. They will be in the FA Cup. This is we're on the edge of madness now in terms of what we're asking players to do, aren't we? I think I think we're into madness, Eamon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, out, it's outrageous. I mean, look at the European, the lads that have qualified for the European cha- uh, uh, competitions yes. in that, Eamon. Yeah, and, they're and, out and again tonight. You'll, you'll, you'll get more and more hamstrings. Don't you? Yep. You, can't play, you can't be playing two and three matches every week. You no. just can't. Uh, no. I mean, they, 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 like in, in our day, 
we, we, we supply a lot of matches within Europe and that, Eamon. But nowhere yeah. near the plane today. No. You've got international no. matches, you've got European com- uh, competitions. I think they've got three European competitions now. Yeah, uh, now, yeah. League Cup, yeah. FA Cup. It's just, it, it's just greed, Eamon. It's just greed from yes, the club's point of view yeah. and the association's point of view. Yes. You create another competition, get more, more yeah. money in. In the meantime, the play, and, the play, and the clubs now have bigger mounted players, Damon. Yeah. But it's still too much for them. It's ridiculous. Uh, hamstring injuries are becoming more prevalent. And I want to move on now to another game that was deeply unsatisfactory. Uh, they're, they're in the process, John. I don't want to be alarmist. I don't want to sound like an old fart. But they are actually killing the game. Yeah. Let's go to the game. I know we both watched Newcastle Arsenal on Saturday night. Huge game. For Arsenal, away from home, Newcastle, now they have a decent side. Newcastle won 1-0. They scored a goal just on the 64th minute. There were three questions asked of VAR. One was, the goal came from a cross. So the first question was, did the ball go out of play over the touchline, or over the, the, the end line, rather, before they crossed it? The answer to that on the... <laughs> replay, I thought, and I want to know what you thought really, it's all the listeners, I thought that was out. The second question was, did Joe Linton foul the Arsenal defender by pushing him in the back with two hands? It was Gabriel, I think, was the defender. And the answer to that question was, he most certainly did foul him, he did use two hands, and it was clear-cut. The third question, and all of these are to do with one incident, uh, was the Newcastle player offside when you put the ball in the net? They didn't have a camera angle to settle that, but they gave the goal anyway. And this clown, Gary Neville, who is becoming a bag of wind and worse, he was he was on again last night in the Spurs game. He's getting involved before VAR have made the decision. He's telling VAR what he thinks, and boy, does he tell them in a big way. Now, he, <laughs> before the match last night, uh, the Monday night football, they started half six. He went back to the Newcastle incident and he justified all the mistakes yes. that he made on uh, Saturday because he was doing the Newcastle game and that VAR made. Where are we? You saw that incident, John. Was that ball over the line? Yeah, it looked over the line to me, Eamon. Definitely. There was a bit of a gap there. But what they've done, I saw a recent, sorry, something fairly recently in that situation Um like in our day, if the ball was over the line, some of the ball has looked at what they what they're doing now, I mean, they're saying with the, 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 the ball and because it's a round thing. Yeah. Right? Some of the ball would be over or the, the line. Or the shadow of the ball even. And yeah. But the what but I've I've seen this and I couldn't believe it last year when I first saw it. That uh with, because the ball is round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the balls, like some of the the edge of the ball can can yeah. still be on the line. Do you know what I mean? Now I think the one at, at last week at Newcastle was yeah, over it was the over line. the line. Well, I'm only mentioning that because I've seen it before, yeah. where they're saying, yeah, the ball looks like it's over the line, but the the and and you see them taking corner yeah. kicks now. Uh, yeah, that. in our day, you had to be behind the line. Yeah. Now some of the ball is past the line. But the other half of the ball is keeping it on the line, uh, over the. You know what I mean? 
it, it's complicated, but I that's I think that's how the, they made the decision. The other, I think I still think the decision was wrong. But it, the only thing that I that, that I've seen in recent times that the ball can sometimes look over the line, but the edge of the ball, yep. because it's round, is still on the line. Right now, the second question is: Did Joe Linton push Gabrielle? There is absolutely no doubt whatsoever that he put two hands on Gabriel's neck, pushed him out of the way, and headed the ball down to the man who eventually put it in the net, who actually, they didn't have an angle to prove he was offside, but he looked offside. Now, this is the point. Mikel Arteta went bananas, and he has a reputation for losing it, the plot a bit on the touchline. But you have to say, John, a critical match for Arsenal. I mean, they're they're fourth in the table and this would have pushed them to third in the table. Everything at stake. This is big time stuff. Newcastle are sixth in the table. They've got away with one here. It would have been, at the time, it was a nil-nil draw. But these injustices, John, and that's what you have to call them, they could be demoralising as well. I mean, you played at the very, very highest level in games. Every week for Leeds was a big game. It can demoralise you. Getting, losing a match in, in circumstances like that, can it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it can, Eamon. But, uh, like, to be fair to, to whoever I could be fair to, fair to, you know, Arteta has had a few going his way yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, you know I know what, I mean? what you mean. Now, now he's saying this is a disgrace. And now I've seen in matches where Arsenal got, got, got as bad a, a decision or as, as good a decision for them as happened at the weekend. So you never hear the managers aiming. When it goes, yeah. when it goes against them or for them, you know, they never say, well, we got away yeah. with that today. No. None of them. I've never seen a, heard a manager yet that when it goes their way, saying, mm, wouldn't agree with that. We got away with that today. Yet the following week, Eamon, when it does go against him, he was, he went mad over it. Yes. Arteta. And, and, and there was a lot, because, and he, I think he accused them of tackling in a certain way, Newcastle. Well, there was a, there was a tackle just after halftime or before halftime, where Havertz, yeah, only, yeah, he should have been sent off, John, I thought. Should have yeah. been sent off. Now, he doesn't say, like the managers, I know I know it's a very, very difficult game, but, but they, only, they only moan about VAR yes. when it goes against them. Okay, would it help if Sky shut Gary Neville up in the interval between the foul? I, I mean, you get somebody else doing it. Yeah, because he, he well, you never see. I, 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 I don't listen. No, I, I know, but maybe the guys. Don't that. forget, this is live television. Gary Neville is a, is yeah. a big figure in the world of Sky, and he he talks mm. about anything you want. But the thing is, it could influence or put pressure on the VAR official who's making the decision. If he's melting off, uh, as he was last night and did on Saturday, in the intervals between the disputed incident and the decision, he should keep his mouth shut. Sky should keep their mouth shut, really, shouldn't they? Well, Sky, are they listening to Gary? Well, you know, see, it's putting pressure the on John. And the VAR people up above, they, they, would be listen, they wouldn't hear what Gary Neville is saying. I don't think, you know. I mean, he's doing his job. They, 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 they employ him. The, the television people employ him. And that's, he's given his yeah. opinions. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I, I, most of the time, you I never liked Gary Neville, John. 
uh, and you were right. I used to defend him. Well, he, I, he, was always, he was always too mouthy yeah. for me. I mean, still is too mouthy okay. for me. Yeah, I do. You know? I, I mean, he's getting on my nerves now. I always to the point where I know you turn <laughs> the sound down to what sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I do. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, John, the, ma- the referee who is in charge... Uh, against Newcastle in the Newcastle Arsenal game was a guy called Andrew Madley. Uh, he was in charge of VAR at Newcastle. Next day, he's refereeing Luton versus Liverpool. And as far as I could see, I didn't like the result as a Liverpool fan, but I didn't see him do anything bad or wrong. We watched that match. We talked during the match. Now, you got sent off um, at Kenilworth Road and I played there many, many times for Millwall because Luton were fundamentally a second division club and it's a very small pitch very tight crowd on you and in my opinion John I've given too much opinions today but no, you're it not. doesn't really suit <laughs> it, <laughs> it doesn't really really suit Liverpool pace and that long sweeping passing that they do the pace they've got up front it's not ideal is it when you're on a tight pitch like that um, well not really Eamon but you do get used to it, you know, on the day. It, it, it can be better playing at Wembley and that. But uh, I'm only talking about I'm talking about myself now. I never I never found them that bad, right? You know, whether it be Luton and there's one or two other other places. I mean, yeah. Now, now I never I never found oh god this is this is so small. Uh, Sheffield United, I, I just didn't. Right. right? 
and 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 just to go back to the to the referee referees, I mean, you'd have to say, and you're right in all the things you say, and I agree with you. But who is making the actual decision? I don't think it's the referee, Eamon. No, it's not. It's the VAR people. It's the VAR people up there. You know, they, the referees are getting the stick for it, you know? Well, if they can't make their mind up, John, they draw the line, say, for offside, uh, which are pretty definitive. Mm. But if they can't make their minds up, they call the referee, as you know, and as all our listeners will know, over to the touchline mm. uh, to have a look, usually p- for penalties. Yeah. And that's a bad sign. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, no, sometimes they don't. You know, the guys up above, you see, this is what, what, what make, makes it bad for that. We, we, we can go back to the Wolves match at, at uh, United. Amen. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Where I think everybody that ever saw a football match agreed that the goalkeeper definitely fouled the Wolves player. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, Nana. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, the referee put it to VAR. Yes. Or the boys, the boys, well, he put it to VAR. And he was the only one that didn't see. Yes, this was clear. It was it clear or not. The two yeah. guys upstairs did it. Yeah. So it has to be given back to the referee. I mean, if it goes to VAR, like he's there on the pitch, I think he should be the one to make the decision from that. Not the two guys yes. upstairs. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. I... I don't think bars work, and we disagreed on this before. I thought I think they sh- they must scrap it. I don't think they should. I think they must because it's bringing the game into disrepute. I mean, I would agree with you now. I think they should give it six months and maybe go back to it, but at least six months to go through how they can improve it. Just let me make a point about VAR, another point. There was 12 minutes overtime in the uh, Spurs-Chelsea match last night at halftime. So the first half, instead of being 45 minutes, it was 57 minutes. That's no good for players either. At the end of games now, you're sometimes getting somewhere between 10 yeah. minutes plus. That's no good for players. That's when you do get injured. Yeah. Now that's that. I, mean, I, mean, I agree with you there, but that's separate now to VAR. VAR has nothing to do with that. No, no, but a lot of the time that that, that is added on is to do with VAR. Mm. And it also is to do with players who are feigning injuries. Of course, they have responsibility uh, lying down, pretending they've been, yes. you know, and that's, kicked. That's a and new rule that. this year, Eamon. It's, yeah. to, it's to, actually, it's to stop players wasting time, believe it or yes. not. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so that's, that's, to be fair, that's nothing to do with VAR. And, and I understand what you're saying. This is nonsense as well, Emmett. Who who makes these decisions? Not football people. They couldn't be football no, people no, who make these no, no. decisions. It's it's ridiculous. You're going ten minutes, as you say. You're going ten minutes. Now sometimes it is it's down to VAR because it can take a few minutes on it. But apparently they they're doing that to stop people wasting time on the pitch. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. In other words, what they're saying is, uh, fellow goes down injured, Eamon. And, and he's kidding on. Yeah. Now, normally they wouldn't be putting that down as a, as an extra time. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But there's a very simple, uh, uh, a very simple rule for that. I mean, if the fella is sitting right down or doing something to waste time, book him. Yes. And if he does it again, yep. you book him again. And he's sent off. Yeah. Instead of adding time, that that's just the same as as like what they're saying is if they, if they say a team is unexp- not good, very good. So they're wasting time, yeah. Eamon. So it goes to the 90 minutes and it's not, it's, it's not put on. That's what they were complaining. It's not put on because they don't put, stop the clock on it. 
Now they're stopping the yeah. clock, so it's going to 10 minutes, 12 minutes. But the simple thing is, if somebody is obviously wasting time, book them, and then book right. them again. And they, they, that, 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 in my opinion, would stop all the nonsense that they're doing now by putting it on to 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. It's, it's ridiculous. Just to make a general point about the table, John, City are, you know, have taken advantage of uh, fate that befell Spurs and Arsenal at the weekend, and indeed Liverpool, all of whom uh, dropped points. Liverpool dropped a point, or two points rather, at Luton. You could look at it that way. But the good news there was that Luis Diaz came off the bench to score a last-minute uh, equaliser mm. for Liverpool. And we know that his father yes. and father were kidnapped, his mother's been released, and there is uh, hope that his father will be released as some reason for optimism, but it must be a terrible ordeal that he's going through. Just an ordeal that we went through together, John, was uh, the Fulham-Manchester United match, where we both, I think, thought that Fulham oh, yeah. did well and the United were about as bad as they could be. And then in the first minute of overtime, who steps up? Only our hero, uh, Bruno Fernandes, <laughs> yeah, who's Manchester United's new captain, to score the winner. And yeah. then on the 90th minute, actually, yeah. that made us happy, didn't it? <laughs> well, I tell you, it obviously made a Manchester United and Tan Hag uh, happy, I mean, because I, I, I thought on the, on the night, I thought Fulham were the better team. Yeah. Yeah, and they got they got away with it, Damon. You know, it's it's three points. Were. It was on the day, by the way. It just it just looked gloomy. They got away. They got away with it. Yeah, that that was a lucky break. It's it, a big one, a real big one for for the manager. Absolutely, he needed it. Yep. Okay, John. Uh, as always, it's great to talk to you, and uh, not just to talk to you uh, for our podcast, uh, but to talk to you during the games. Yes. And get and get your wisdom on the spot, but we do pass it on uh, to our listeners, and we're very very grateful uh, to you, to all of our listeners. And um, that's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.